This has been quite a rainy day so far and it just stopped raining here at Strachna Castle which is our first stop on our today's trip to Zhilina and some of the nearby villages. Hello, welcome to Spectacular Slovakia, I'm Pieter Dlhopolac and you're listening to the final episode of the Zhilina region summer series. In this episode, we'll set out on a trip to the Malafatra tourism region, which bears the name of one of the most beautiful mountain ranges in Slovakia. We'll visit the Strechno village, where we'll meet Ivan, the young rafter. We'll also talk to David Cartwright from Manchester about his life in the Zhilna city. And we'll end our journey in the birthplace of Slovak national hero Janosik in the Cherchová village. Before we go back to Strechno, I gotta say this summer series has been supported from the very start to the very end by the Ministry of Transport and Construction of the Slovak Republic and the Regional Tourism Board Zhilina tourism region. It's very easy to get here. You can take a bus or train from Zhilina and you'll arrive in the Strachno village in about 15 minutes. Or you can cycle to the village from Zhilina alongside the Zhilina water dam, which must be a nice experience, I reckon, when it's sunny. Anyway, Strachno castle is really a stone's throw from the village and underneath the castle. You must choose which of the two roads, by the way, named after the owners of the castle, Franciszek Veselini and his wife, Zofia Bosniakova, you're gonna walk. Speaking of Zofia Bosniakova, she was quite a star of her time, I must say. She is rumored to have been humble, kind and helpful. She and her husband even founded a shelter for the poor, the ill and orphans. Legend has it, she also gave small loaves of bread to poor people and this small bread is still called Bosniak. Apparently people loved her. Essentially, when I heard it from our guide, I was like, she must have been Princess Diana of the 17th century. She even died young. She was just 34. But yeah, walk the Zofia path, it is a short stone staircase leading through the trees up to the medieval village Pasaka. There weren't many tourists when I was there, but there were some people working on a medieval reenactment event and I saw a group of wooden houses there, there was a baker's house, fisherman's house, even a belfry and you can try to ring a bell when you come there, a playground for kids, stage, a buffet were there as well. And obviously the massive castle ruin proudly standing on a rock about the longest river Vach and the Strachno village was just about me. Uh, now, I already visited the castle, so I must say I enjoyed the tour with our guide and the tour took about an hour and there was no possibility to do the tour without a guide for some reason, which I'd honestly prefer. Uh, there's not much to see in terms of exhibitions. Obviously you can see some postcards there, uh, some artifacts, uh, paintings, but I think when you come there you will mostly appreciate the castle itself um, and the views because those are really uh, splendid. Uh, what I enjoyed the most, apart from views, were the two recipes from the Middle Ages, which I may cook at home. Plus, there was a musician playing Mozart when we entered the chapel. So, that's Trechna Castle and let's now get a taste of what it feels like to raft a river. I'm joined right now by Ivan, who is one of the rafters here in Strechno. So, hello. Hello. You've been doing this for 
six years, you told yeah. me. Now you're 21. Was it just like because you wanted to do a summer job? Because I want summer job, but I really like this job. So is now it's uh, not uh, just, just a job. Okay, let's start with the raft itself. Uh, it starts in the village, so you drive people. Out of the village to the point where we began our, uh, our journey. And uh, this place is uh, named Barierova. Obviously, um, that raft, that trip takes about uh, seven kilometers. Am really I right? About seven kilometers. So that's essentially one hour, more or less. I mean, it's quite a peaceful adventure. Not much danger, I would say, although it might seem. Now it's not dangerous because uh, the most dangerous rocks, the Margita and Besna, was destroyed. And that was like years ago, we yeah, were not years even born. Ago, yeah. um, so Margita and Besna, that's one of the attractions or the points you talk about. Yeah. Um, if you didn't say it, I would not really pay attention to the rocks. But the story about the rocks is quite interesting. So Yeah, yeah the story about the rocks, why uh, these rocks are named Margita and Besna. Mm-hmm. So it's a story about uh, two women who lived uh, in uh, Strechno, about Margita and uh, her stepmom. Uh, this stepmom was a young uh, vi- widow. Margita and uh, her stepmom liked uh, the same, uh, same boy, mm-hmm. but <laughs> this boy only liked uh, Margita. Her stepmom uh, decided decide to kill Margita. Mm-hmm. Uh, they come to the rock Margita, and uh, from this rock... Uh, so she threw her into yeah, the water. Yeah. When uh, she threw Margita uh, from uh, the rock, she came to village and uh, she's like nothing special. Uh, she didn't know anything about it. Yeah, she uh, didn't know anything. The other villagers... They suspected her? Yeah. Ah, okay. And uh, there was also some judge about her. Mm. And, uh, and from the rock, uh, which is called Besna, she... F- uh, jump uh, into water. So she decided to jump? Yeah. She just and kill decided, herself. Uh, decided to jump into water. So the rocks, that's one of the attractions. What other sports you talk about? Uh, so we can also, during our journey, see some uh, bridge, very old. Okay. Because one of th- these uh, bridges uh, was uh, first time b- built uh, uh, from wood. Mm. The second one was built uh, before the Second World War. For people, it's very interesting uh, meander the machine because uh, meander the machine is one of the biggest uh, meander in uh, East Europe. Also, you can see two castles, the old castle and the, the castle Strechno. Obviously, when you start, when you take people from the village Strechno, yeah. you see Strechno, yeah. the castle, but the first castle you see when you are on the raft, it's not Strechno. It's o- old castle. But uh, the old castle is not his uh, first name. Hmm. Uh, his first name was Castlevarin. Uh, so I did once, I did rafting uh, in Pienini, in eastern Slovakia. Your rafts are different, made of wood, but different. Yeah, b- uh, our rafts are constructed uh, only for the place where we began and where we end. So made especially for yeah. for the Var River. And the people, when we got off the boat, they said that you are really funny. <laughs> there's a structure of your, I would say there's a structure of what you are going to talk about. Uh, yeah. So I, the rocks, 
the castles yeah. and stuff. But like in between, you have these jokes, which I was like thinking, is it like you come up with them right on the boat or you prepare them carefully back at home and then you uh, present them to, the, to people? Sometimes I, ca- I come with this joke uh, on boat. Yeah. Some jokes uh, jokes uh, so are old. The rafters before me start uh, telling this joke. Mm, I think this is a very fun adventure. So are there some funny stories? Yeah, there is a lot of story. Not related uh, only for me, uh, to me, but uh, to other after also. Yeah, which one? Uh, which one like stands out? I'm uh, fall from uh, a raft uh, n- uh, near the rock uh, Besna. You? Yeah, me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> well, uh, it's uh, my. Uh, but you survived, f- and people survived as yeah, well. Yeah, people survived. <laughs> but it wasn't funny at the time. Uh, at the time, it's not funny. But when I look at this uh, story now, it's funny for me. <laughs> So that was entertaining rafter Ivan from Strechno. He's one of about 30 rafters in the village who work for the local firm Prva Plotnitska a Raftingova Spolchnost, which has been providing people with this traditional rafting adventure on the Vach River for about 20 years, always from April until October. And do not worry, all the rafters are trained. Let's now move on to the center of the whole Zhilina region, to the city of Zhilina, where we can find a great university, Kia Copland, one of the best football clubs in the country, Emeshka Zhilina, and most importantly, a vibrant cultural and social life and hills all around. David Cartwright loves the city, which has a population of about 82,000 people. And here's what we talked about. You've been here in Zhilina for for some time. Uh, you started volunteering um, yes. at the Stanitsa. Well, it's a cultural center. Yes, Stanitsa Zariecze. Um, so, uh, can we uh, just say very briefly how did you end up in Zhilina, but also volunteering at Stanitsa and then working here at the new synagogue? I found out about Stanitsa through the EVS program, which is the European Voluntary Service. It's now called the European Solidarity Corps, but, and I saw this as being a chance for me to completely experience something new in a place that I'd, I'd been to Bratislava before uh, for a few days and really wanted to explore more of the country. And so this opportunity to be here and to, my initial job was to take photos of the events and it seemed like an opportunity that was too good to miss. So. I was very lucky that I got accepted and I came here as a volunteer. So we mentioned Bratislava, when you compare Bratislava and Zhilina, you were there just for a few days, yes. but still you got some sort of like a feel about the town and the capital, so is there any difference? Well, I think uh, obviously when when you travel somewhere you like to do a bit of research before you go and Bratislava seemed like a great place, but everything that I looked at seemed to be there was more outside of Bratislava, whether it be the hills, Malefatra, the Tatris, everything like that, and uh, sort of and the cultural scene as well, and these UNESCO heritage sites. And there was there was a lot of stuff which I I didn't have time to see while I was there, and uh, I would definitely like to have seen more of it. So that's why when I got the opportunity to come to Slovakia, uh, yeah, I'd be stupid not to come. <laughs> <laughs> but what about your life before coming to Slovakia? Where I'm, where I'm from is a very, very small, not even a village, two roads. And then I went to university in London and then became a chef. 
So I've, I've done lots of different jobs and when I was in London, I kind of convinced myself that this rat race of 12 hours a day, sort of paying through the nose for rent was what life was, you know, because London is the place to be. It's where all the money is, blah, 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 you know, but it was, uh, it wasn't until I, I left because of uh, expensive rent and just wasn't enjoying my work that I realised that there's, there's way much more to life than just doing that, you know. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I was again, I was just so lucky that I found Stanita and I, to be honest, I had no idea what I was getting myself into, but it was one of the best decisions I ever made in my life. Uh, is there anything that when you came here that surprised you? In a good way or in a bad way? The the first thing that surprised me was there's no locks on the toilet doors, which I uh, I always it was one of my first experiences was uh, sitting on the toilet and just having this big burly Slovak guy just walk in, and that was uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, as as initial experiences go, I mean it wasn't the best, but you know it's, it only got better from there. So uh, yeah, I mean. You, you don't really hear too much about Slovakia in, in the UK. You know, it's uh, it's not really a place that many people go to. But so I was more excited to sort of like make my own opinions and come here and sort of see for myself what is going on. Was it a good choice for me? I I think yes. Jelena for me really has everything that I could want. It's uh, it's a place where if you want to, you can meet friends walking down the road. You can you can become a face and sort of build a community just by walking around and speaking to people but also as well it's a place where if you want to be on your own then you you can be that sort of unknown face in a in a crowd you know which is you can have in Bratislava I imagine in a big city but for me this is just I like it you know it's uh, everything's close by you can yeah you, you get to know the area I love it Obviously, this is a travel podcast, so right now we are in the new synagogue, uh, an exhibition place, Stanitza is sort of like the same space, and I imagine these are one of your favorite places. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, but apart from new synagogue and Stanitza? Another reason that I like this place so much is that it's, uh, it's, it's so integrated into nature, in my opinion, you know, so even though sort of it is still a big city, you can... If you go up to sort of, there's a place called Haik and there's a load of panelaks that are bordering onto forests and onto greenery. You know, you've got um, you've got Leso Park, which is a big park, again, almost in the center of Jelena, where you can lose yourself again and feel like you're in the middle of the forests. You've got the uh, lookout tower behind near to Budatinsky Harad, and that's a beautiful walk. And you can walk all the way up to a place called uh, Stranik, where all the uh, paragliders take off from. Mm. It's about a two-hour walk, and again, it's really easily doable, and it's it's fantastic. And then you just sit at the top, and you can look over Jelena. And for me, it's a it's a real special place. It was one of the first walks I did, and to sit there and sort of stare out at a completely different place, and to think like, okay, I've chosen to make this place my home, and watching the sunrise and over Malifatri, and yeah, it's a fantastic place for me, really. Speaking of Malafatra, do you have some favorite hiking uh, trips you enjoy doing regularly, or I mean, you just go and let's see where I go. Unfortunately, <laughs> the way that I work is uh, just see where I go. I kind of um, I, I, sometimes I just get on the the next train and just pick a number of a stop, get off at that stop, and go for a walk. 
until the next train. I couldn't tell you exacts uh, like where I go and what I do, but sort of places <laughs> near, uh, it's not by the train, but you can go to Rudina and it's near to Kusutse Novia Mesto. And that's uh, some beautiful walking around there. And they also have a mountain biking uh, competition each year. So that's a really cool place to go. And it's a really, really beautiful village. And it's kind of got hilly, hilly parts and flat parts, a really sort of idyllic, for me anyway, idyllic Slovak village, which is within half an hour. You know, it's fantastic. I really, people that live here say, why do you like that place? But for me, it's just, uh, yeah, really, really nice place and really cool. Žilina is basically the major city uh, of the Žilina region. Mm-hmm. So it's easy to go from the city to other regions. Yeah. Um, but I want to ask you, so obviously these are your favorite places, walking around. Mm-hmm. But if a tourist comes here, I I, I think they're just not going to like walk around everywhere. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> or like to unknown places. Mm-hmm. But like... So if you were to choose the places in Žilina or around mm-hmm. Žilina, which places would you recommend? So the lookout tower near Budatinsky Hrad, that's a, it's a very easy place to get to and uh, it gets the best of both worlds. It's you, you won't get lost, guaranteed. And oh, there's also another walk that you can do up towards uh, Vodna Dielo, which is a, it's a big reservoir. And you can walk all uh, the way. Jelena, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, it's it's in Jelena, hey? and um, oh, you can walk to Strechno. That's a really, really nice walk. And then if you're feeling tired, you get the train back. And for me, there's Letova Castle, which is probably about 25 minutes, half an hour on the bus, and then a 45-minute walk up to the castle. And that for me is is a nicer castle. I prefer to go to that one. But for Strechno, I think I, I talk about that place because of the possibilities of the walks that you can do around that area. So when I came here, uh, I saw one square, Halinkovo. Halinkovo square, hey. That's one. And then the other one, uh, Marianske. Marianske. Marianske square. Mm-hmm. I must say that the other one, that's like nicer. The smaller uh, one. The sm- yes. <laughs> the smaller one. I, I, like, I, to me, it feels like being in sort of like in Bratislava. Um, for me, it's surprising to see like uh, a lot of old buildings, mm-hmm. well-preserved, Uh, people around drinking coffee in beautiful like cafes and restaurants even by the hotel where, I, where i'm staying there's this i think anton bernalak park mm-hmm. it's sort of different experience and different architecture it feels like you are back in time like in socialism and communism so i was there i think at 10 in the evening uh, still a few cafes and bars opened um and people enjoying their drinks it still feels like a big city even though it's a small town yeah right I, i i completely agree with you i think it's that for me is again yeah wherever you go you can hear laughter you can hear people having fun and and just having a nice time and I, I, for me that's fantastic you know it's a really nice square to just sort of sit and i like watching people and uh, it's fun it's a great place do you have some favorite bars restaurants uh i like, there's there's one bar in particular that I like to go to on a Sunday near to Vodna Dielo. It's called Extreme Park, Jelina, because they have some really cool DJs called the Fritzko Brothers. They play and they have great food, like really good pizzas, stone oven pizzas and really good like traditional food as well as sort of like the newer stuff. And that's a great place to just sit, enjoy some music and watch the sunset. And that's uh, my favorite place to go on a Sunday. Tell me your the most favorite place of yours here uh, in Jelina or near. Mm-hmm. The Shilina? 
Very weather dependent. If it's sunny, I love Kotesheva. Uh, it's a lake. It used to be an old mining pit, but now it's a lake. And it's a really great place to go with friends and just grill some klobasa and just enjoy the water and have a nice time. And it's really close as well and the buses run really regularly. A, and if it's sunny, there's a place called Slonechke Skali. Sorry if, for the pronunciation, but it's, uh, it's, it's basically, it's a camping site, really cheap, but really sunny and really nice. And again, maybe 25 minutes, half an hour on the bus to get there. Take a tent, I think it's sort of three, four euros for the night. You can sit down and have a nice time by the river. And So you use a lot of Slovak words. Yeah. How's your Slovak going? Uh, unfortunately, it's not going very well. Um, <laughs> I, I realize I speak uh, English Slovak rather than Slovak. I can be understood, especially when it comes to work, but I realize that it's, uh, it's not as good as it should be, unfortunately. Well, as long as people understand you and... Well, they uh, pretend like good. they do, so... Uh. <laughs> I don't think they pretend that. Uh, it's really nice to see that actually a foreigner learns the language to yeah. feel like into... Of course, I mean, how else are you meant to... Uh, if I plan on staying here, you know, I can't rely on other people speaking English. And I mean, I am so lucky that people are so willing to speak English or they're, they're excited, you know? But I'm, I want to be a local, you know? I want to be here, I want to I make friends, I want to meet new people. And the only way I'm going to do that is by speaking Slovak. So it's got to happen. Um, so are there places you want to still see? Um, yeah, I mean, always. There's always places that I want to go and I want to see. I'd, I'd love to explore more of the Malifatra. You know, uh, one, of, one of my main reasons for coming here was the hiking and the walking. But unfortunately, I just haven't had time with work and, and also being quite lazy. You know, uh, the pub's closer than the mountains, unfortunately. So uh, sometimes that wins out. But yeah, definitely. Uh, that's that's how, where I'd like to go. I've now got myself a tent and a nice walking bag. So, I mean, winter's coming. So maybe that's a bit of a, another excuse. But yeah, getting out into the mountains because it's so close, you know, I've really got no excuse. David talking to me there. I must say, I've never realized how beautiful Zhilina is. That's probably because I mostly change trains or buses there, but it's a great place to go to. By the way, if you ever happen to be in the railway station building, please look above at those stained glass paintings depicting various parts of the Zhilina region. I love those. Our next stop is the village of Cherchva, where I did a hike and met Robert Halavarch, who works in the tourism sector. For example, he is behind the Explore mobile app that helps tourists discover I began the interview by asking him if returning to the Zhilina region and Cherchova from London was a good path to embark on. Well, the, the life in London was, uh, I would say, very easy. But uh, the place we are living now in Cherchova is very nice, very clean air. I always say people are coming for holidays to the place yeah. where I live, so it's it's much nicer. Even though it's smaller than London, I still think, like, given the size of Slovak towns and villages, this is either a big village or a small town, because you have like a beautiful sort of like a square. The center of the village is really beautiful. Well, the first thing I saw that was little, which is unusual for Slovak village. Um, you've got a museum there, you have a lot of signs, which really feels like a small town, so you can easily get to know the place, you know where to go. You've got your train, not a real one, but like for tourists. Tourist train, yeah. You've got your own police. It's a big village. It's uh, one of the biggest villages in Slovakia. And this village, it's really touristy. 
at least that's what I felt. But even though it's touristy, it's just like the center of the village. The village is really huge. It stretches into the hills and into the valleys. And there it's really sort of untouched. You see wooden houses scattered around the hills. Yeah, so small settlements. Obviously, Slovaks know this village because of Janosik. For some national hero, definitely highwayman uh, who was born in the village. Um, in one of the settlements. What places in the village or around are connected to, to Janosik? Many things in Cherechova are connected with Janosik, yeah. like uh, the gorge Janosikove Dieri, also the festival in the summer, the folklore festival Janosikove Dni. But the place where he was born, where is uh, like a symbolic uh, house placed, and uh, not far away from there, there is a small uh, statue reminding where the exact house uh, was placed. Besides that, there are not many things connected uh, directly to Janosik. It's like the touristic thing. You have you have uh, the statue of uh, Janosik in the center of village and True. these other things, the museum of Janosik. That's museum. Um, it's housed in your town hall uh, and it's basically on the first floor. Um, and you can learn a lot about the history of the village, about Janosik definitely. And one of the boards in the museum, it says a lot about folk music. So the festival, Janosikove Dni. Yes. Um, is it a big festival? Well, it's uh, more than 70,000 people during one weekend uh, mm-hmm. attending this festival. Uh, it's big thing for the for the people of Cherechova, this festival. It's one of the few things uh, you have listed in uh, the list of uh, UNESCO. That's right. The yeah. music of Cherchova, Cherchovska muzika. So that's so basically why the festival. That's the place, and that's the time when people can actually hear this special. That's heritage the, that's the time. That's the place where you can hear and see the the the, the folklore of Cherchova. Well, Janosik obviously, since he is a national hero, he's featured in a lot of films and literature. Yes. And what I found interesting here in the village is that. Maybe people will not notice it if they come in cars, but if you come by bus, then you see bus stops, um, and there you see bits of songs written on the bus stops, which is sort of interesting. Uh, speaking of folk music, which has a really strong tradition in the village. One um, of one of the biggest uh, things on, during the festival is uh, the Friday evening, mm-hmm. we, which is uh, like uh, Cherchova evening. And you have more than almost 100 people from Cherchova standing on the on the stage, uh, playing different instruments and singing together. That's very strong experience. Yeah, so that's uh, folk music. Definitely something to experience here. But what I want to talk about in the first place, that's hiking and doing winter sports, maybe cycling. The beautiful nature surrounding Yeah, Cherchova. because Cherchova... It can be found at the edge of Malafatra, uh, the mountain range. So hills, that's like everywhere here. You yep. see it. You mentioned over the Janosikovedieri, the gorge. One of the, I think, one of the most popular places Definitely to go here. Definitely one of the most popular places. Um, tell us more about Janosikovedieri. It's the it's the valley, the gorge with beautiful waterfalls. You, yes. You, you, you're going through the climbing ladders. It's very... Very beautiful, very amazing, and and it it has 
three parts, right? Yeah, three parts. It's uh, Dolnedieri, yeah. Hornedieri, and Novedieri. Now, um, I'm not really good with names, but I took the Blue Hiking Trail. So that's basically blue blue hiking trail is coming through through from Bielipotok, uh, which is part of uh, Cherkova. Yeah. It's directly from Cherkova, and uh, blue part is uh, Dolnedieri and Hornedieri, going all the way up uh, to the Mali or Velkirosutets, the mm -hmm. the peaks. Sort of easy at the start, I would say, until you come to the buffet. Um, Yeah, so I saw that a lot of people. It's so definitely a popular place. And so from there, when you follow the blue hiking trail, it's getting definitely more exciting. It's definitely, I would say, more dangerous. There's a lot of ladders, as yes. you said. And yeah, so how many times have you done this, this hiking well, trail? Well, uh, I'm also a member of civic organization Občanske združenje Dieri, so we are doing the reconstruction of the trails in the Janošikove yeah. Dieri, so I've been there hundreds of times. Great. Well, I mean, you've done And a great job. In uh, Janošikove Dieri, there is a small circuit mm -hmm. to, the, to the small buffet, Salaš, Podjer, Uh, which is for all the people you can take uh, your the whole family kids there yes. and the other part you mentioned the more difficult that's the bigger circuit and uh, this one is for more experienced but hikers. i gotta tell you i saw a lot of families there so yanushikovidiri that's like one of the places one of the hiking adventures you can take on here what are the hiking trails we can find around jerkova Well, very beautiful is the ridge of the mountain range, Malafatra, yeah. where you can uh, visit all the highest peaks, Velki Krivan, Hleb, Stoch, Velki Rostutets. You can take Zbojnitski uh, Chodnik, which is uh, placed in Tiesnavi, with uh, all the different natural statues, like the praying uh, monk which really looks like a praying monk i must say yeah it, it does and uh, also these are th there are many uh, tourist trails in malafatra in the actual actual national park mm. but you can also take uh, other trails which are outside of the national park like the place where janosik was born you can find a lot of uh, mountain cycling uh, trails outside of national park very beautiful ones now i said at the beginning that those settlements dredge into valleys and hills and i think one of the best known valleys that's fratna it's it's beautiful place for summer holidays with a lot of hiking trails it's also a very good place for winter holidays you have a famous uh, ski resort uh, vratna mm -hmm. uh, there. You, you can take the cable cabin car to the to the snilovske sedlo where you can also ski there and so hike there during winter also during summer So basically, when you come to Vratna, you can take that cable car. Yes. And you can reach that place, a settle. What was the name? Uh, Snilovska Sedlo. Snilovska you will Sedlo. get all the way up to 1500 uh, uh, meters. Yeah, and from there you zero. can go, you can climb to. Velki Krivan, the highest mountain of the mountain of the Malafatra uh, mountain, mountain range. range. Yeah. 
or you can go the other side where Chleb. you can visit Chleb and you can walk the ridge. You can see the western part yeah. of Tatras. You can see low Tatras. Very beautiful views from there. So there's a lot to do and it's really reachable. I mean, you don't have to even walk there. You can rent. Uh, so you have here a great system of e-scooters which people can rent uh, like anywhere in the village. And so we can start in the center, let's say, in the village, and you can use these e-scooters and get to uh, Vratna, and then you can return a scooter and you can go for a hike or yep. you can take that cable car. Um, and the same thing applies to Stefanova, which is one of the settlements. So Cherchova, it's an, it's a nice place, but like you have the center and then the, you've got these settlements around which are than, called more than 80 yeah, of settlements and they are called Osadi just like uh, in the Kisitsa in region Kisitsa. so Stefanova that's one of the settlements here in the hills one of the biggest settlements located yeah. directly in Vratna beautiful one and so from, why why is it important to know about this place like what hike it's, can you it's start a, from it's here? very good uh, starting route uh, for the gorge Jerry also okay You can. It's very, very good starting point for Velky Rostotets Peak, mm -hmm. and it's also a lot of people's uh, starts the hiking trails there to get to Cottage uh, Hatanagruini. And also, if you don't want to use the cable car, is the best way to get up to the to the ridge of the mountain of the Malafatra. Mm -hmm. Well, I must say that there's like a main road running um, across the village, and it sort of divides the village into two parts. Yeah. So when we speak of Janosikovedjeri or Vratna and Stefanova, they can be found like on one side uh, of this road and then on the other side uh, there are other settlements and uh, you can, you, you told me that there's a lot of cycling paths. Yes. Which can It's do. outside of the national park, and this part on the other side of the road, mm -hmm. outside of the national park, it's much more peaceful, much less uh, touristy. It's uh, more traditional than than the than the center of village or Vratna, where you can find all the hotels, restaurants. The other part outside of the national park is different. I spent here like a few hours, which is definitely not enough. Uh, because as I saw, and you also showed me some places, you can spend here even like one week. But if you are here just like for a day, you can do one of the hikes we, we've talked about. But if you want to do like more things, uh, I don't know, you want to have an e-scooter ride or something, also want to have like a nice hike or like enjoy some nice views, you can take, so you have a lookout tower here. Cherkovské srdce. Cherkovské srdce, which we can translate heart into of the Cherkova. The heart, heart <laughs> of Cherkova, which can be seen even from the center of the village and it's right above Lidl. Yeah. Do you have your favorite place? Well, obviously, for me, it's the gorge. Janusikovje, it's so beautiful and uh, it is beautiful in every season of the year. Um, what about tourists? Well, it used to be mostly the hiking people were coming mm. here. For the last few years, uh, many, many tourists are coming for cycling. The position of Cherkova is very interesting because it's very close to uh, Kisuce. Mm. It's very close to Orava. You can you can stay here for for a week or two and you can still 
have like, things to do. It feels sort of like a paradise, doesn't it? Many many people compare uh, Cherkhova, the Gorgian, to Slovak paradise. That's what I actually, yeah, when I did this hike, I was like, this is the same thing they do have like in the national park. Slovenský raj, Slovak, Slovak paradise. paradise yeah. Wherever you are in Čechova, you always see this beautiful peak of Velký Rosotet. It has some magic that makes you feel very, very comfortable, very, very nice. A few hours spent in Čerchová and I already want to go back. By the way, did she know that Adam František Kolár, an advisor to the Habsburg monarch, Maria Thuisa, was born in Čerchová? is dubbed a Slovak Socrates, and you can find in the village a local brewery called Varuškia as well. So, we started this episode with traditional rafting, and I'd like to end this episode with another adventure that you can try in the region, specifically at the Žilina airport. Here you can get a ride on the L29 Dolphin plane, and I'm afraid that's the very last tip I wanted to share with you. A big thank you to every single person featured on the show during the summer, especially to those whose first language is not Slovak. I really appreciate your help. I also want to send out thank yous to people who were my tourist guides around the region and took me to places that I would never probably visit in my life. And last but not least, thanks so much for listening, dear people. I want to hope that you got to know the Žilina region and its different parts at least a little bit, whether it's Turiec, Rajec, Lipto, Kisice, Urava or Malafatra. There's much more to discover in the region and this spectacular Slovakia podcast may be back in the region very soon. Who knows? But for now, take care.